0: The very first time you talked about Anne of Green Gables, I got so many text messages from people who were like, I love your friend Katie. She I love Anne of Green Gables too. I can't believe she loves it. <laughs> and I was like, man, once again, miss the now. You know what time I do I, I got?
1: I can't what? believe Molly hasn't read Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
1: Katie and this is a podcast where we
0: look at life through a bookish lens how hey. you doing Molly um I've been waiting until we press record to do this oh yeah drinking my LaCroix <laughs> <laughs> I already poured my LaCroix
1: into a glass
0: so you oh, that's okay you you've look. got the like bubbly and the ice I can hear it sounds so refreshing uh how how are you doing how what's going on what are you reading how's life haven't talked to you in a million years (laughs) actually we haven't talked a lot this week i know i feel like it's been forever
1: um i'm doing good i'm actually sitting in a really wet t-shirt right now (laughs) which is a little uncomfortable (laughs) what happened well i have this i am i i get this really I know this is just, it's a little bit neurotic, but if I spill something on my shirt, I feel like I have to clean it right away. I can't let it sit, oh, especially I'm if it's like a way. little bit of an oil stain. And yeah. so I, when, when I put my boys to bed tonight, I went immediately into the bathroom and I, I was, I looked on the, I searched on the interwebs earlier this week, how to get oil stains because every night I've been getting oil stain yep. on my shirt. So every night I've been sitting That's in a worst. wet t-shirt, but you one of the things they said you can do is to put a little shampoo on it. Oh. And so I did that and because shampoo naturally it takes oil out of your hair, you know. Anyway, I go whole hog on it. So I basically just put my shirt under the you faucet. Just soak your- <laughs> I just yeah. soaked my shirt. So what am I reading? I'm reading, well last night I finished Emily's Quest, which is the third book in the Emily series. So I finally finished this series. Go girl. I just have to say that I found the last book I mean I I enjoyed it but I found Emily to be so infuriating because Oh, I remember you talking about well, this on Instagram. I yeah, think. on one of my on one of my Instagram stories. I found her so infuriating because she is so she was so prideful. It was one of those she put herself in one of those situations that you find in books where she just doesn't communicate. It's like the entire conflict yeah. is based on misunderstanding and that just. Oh, that oh, drives me drives crazy. Me
0: crazy. <laughs> Wait, is this like Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix kind of angst where you're like, get it together, Harry. But also it's totally understandable because look at your life. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I actually, you know what? I read that.
1: I read that book, I think last year. Reread it. And I totally understand Harry's
0: angst. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do A lot of too. people don't, don't. They don't like they it. They don't
1: like it. But I get it.
0: So. I feel it. Like, yeah, I feel like it made sense. Yeah, for I him to be angsty, but yeah. I was still like, I just want, I want more for you, Harry. I want
1: a I better know. life
0: for you. I so I don't want to see you angsty because you deserve more. You deserve the world. Yeah, my child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I felt. Yeah. Um, I haven't read anything new. You're this still like, reading. This is my life now. I guess this podcast will just be me being like, I haven't read anything. <laughs> I'm still reading uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette and A Gathering of Shadows. Have you Both gotten them. any farther in the books? I've gotten farther in A Gathering of Shadows. I'm really not that far from finishing it. With Where'd You Go, Bernadette, I was actually really enjoying it. And then I was reading it on my Kindle through the library and I don't know if, maybe I just don't know how to do it, but I'm pretty sure you can't renew books when they're on your Kindle, which I just don't oh. understand. Maybe it's just my library. Maybe it's something that I don't know why mm-hmm. I I just don't understand it. But it, I basically, um, it left my Kindle suddenly oh, and no. I had to place a hold on it and wait oh, for, no. well, to get it again. That's a so, good excuse
1: for not having read anymore. Yeah.
0: I know I mean I could have picked up another book or kept reading with A Gathering of Shadows but I just wasn't I don't know I'm not feeling it I'm not feeling it and I'm too stubborn to put down A Gathering of Shadows because I know that I already have the third book and that's the thing is like I'm going to finish this series well I know
1: but but Molly, do you think maybe you should just put it down for now? Like maybe Never. this is just not the right time
0: to read it. You're maybe right, maybe you should just put it down for the time being and come back to it. I think I'm going to give myself till the end of June, since it's, you know, while we're recording right now, it's we have like nine days left, and then in July I'm starting fresh with all new books. That sounds like and a great plan. Yeah, because I know I did this with a sweet far th- this a sweet far thing. Which, by the way, I think I'm going to pick up again. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Not don't, in July. Don't pick it up in July.
1: You need to wait. Not in you July. need some. You need some like page turning. I know light summary
0: reads, Molly. That's I what know. I feel like you need. I should probably just allow myself to read like a light and fluffy contemporary or romance or something yeah. that will like get me reading really quickly. But I also am hungry for that good literary fiction. But clearly there's like a gap in my what I want and what I actually want that I'm, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, having
1: a, a conflict in your reading soul. I'm having a
0: very for like reading identity crisis. crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a reading identity so. crisis. already mentioned the Enneagram <laughs> in every single episode. Take a shot when you hear it. <laughs> I'm ready for that book that's going to... Like hours are going to zoom by, and mm-hmm. I'm—I didn't even realize it because I've just been reading. I just feel like I haven't found that book. Yeah,
1: I hope you get some soon because I feel like the story of your reading life this year has been
0: not great. Yeah, I'm really excited about *The Great Alone*. Mm-hmm. By I Kristen was just going to say, that we're reading next. I next feel month. like
1: Kristen Hannah. I mean, it—it it is literary fiction, but it's also sort of women's fiction a little bit which yeah she might be a good one I I do think what does
0: women's fiction mean I don't know
1: I mean I really don't like that people having just used that term I don't love it because it makes it sound like men can't read and enjoy it when they can but telling women's stories I think
0: is how you would define women's fiction maybe I don't know I flew through the nightingale so yeah I did too her writing and I know like that's her most popular one I think so yeah I, I'm trying not to go in with the expectation that it's going to be the like the same quality even as the Nightingale because yeah. I have heard it's amazing, but I've also heard it's slow. So I'm kinda nervous well, about that. Well, slow to start. Slow to start. Slow to which start. Which is not great. Yeah. But but I mean, I think the fact that we're gonna be reading it together and other people on our Patreon page are going to be reading with us, it makes me feel like I'm my commitment is higher for this book like I will finish this book it's gonna be great yeah so yeah we should switch gears to our patreon question because yes. we've been chatting already so our patreon
1: question today comes from our friend Bree who has a YouTube channel she asks us what books deserve way more attention than what
0: they've gotten or authors whose works have fallen under the radar that you've really enjoyed. I was telling Katie earlier that I I read mostly hyped books. Like I have no shame about it. I see a book that I am interested in and I want it. Like <laughs> there's just mm-hmm. no and a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram and YouTube read a lot of hyped books and like book of the month kind of books, so mm-hmm. I just get FOMO, I guess, about <laughs> missing out on a really good book. But um I do feel like Under Rose Tainted Skies by Louise Louise Gornall, I think is how you say it. Oh my gosh, is it being turned into a movie? I just Googled it and now no, it's not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but it's it's a book about a girl named Nora who has agoraphobia and so it's it's a really I think well done book on dealing with mental illness mm. and it's an own voices book. The author yeah. has agoraphobia or lives with agoraphobia and it's just really, really cute. And even though it's heavy, yeah. like the topic is yep. heavy, there's also a lot of light and fluffy. Yeah.
1: Kind Which of is, parts to it. That's that kind of my nice. favorite when it deals, when yeah. it's dealing with a heavy subject, I like. For and it it to it's YA. Be like-
0: that might be more hyped than I'm aware of, but I feel like it didn't get as big as I was expecting it to get. Yeah. And I think. The author is just incredible. I think it was her first book. So everyone has
1: heard of Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery. But I feel like not everyone has heard of The Blue Castle by Ellen Montgomery. And that is one of my yeah. all-time favorites. New, because I, oh. I read it last year. And I loved it so much. So I feel like that is really, really underrated. A good one. Because no one, I had never even heard of, heard of it. it. Um, It was, it's about this young woman who is very stifled by her family her family's very stifling they're very stodgy they kind of shut her up and don't let her live her life and one day she gets some news and decides that she is she's not going to listen to her family anymore and she's going to do what oh she snap. wants and she's going to live a full life and not let her family stop her and so that's exactly what she does and there's some romance and it's wonderful. The leading man is named Barney Snaith, which is very unfortunate, (laughs) very unfortunate (laughs) name for a lovely, lovely character.
0: (laughs) That's surprising that you had never heard of it until recently.
1: I know. For all my love of Ellen Montgomery and the Anne of Green Gables series, up until last year, I hadn't really read anything other than the Anne of Green Gables series. So I decided to change that last year because I knew that I couldn't claim to love Ellen Montgomery if I hadn't read any of her other books. So, I love it. Yeah, so now I'm reading through the rest of them. Blue Castle is up there with my very favorites. Like, I love it almost as much as I love Anne. It's such a good story and not oh very long. And also one of Ella Montgomery's only books written as an adult novel. It's an adult novel. It's not written oh. for for young readers. Do you think
0: that's maybe why people haven't heard of
1: it? Probably, probably. Yeah. But it's, cool. oh, it's so good. It's also not set on Prince Edward Island, which might be another reason why people aren't as familiar with it so that's my answer to that
0: question I I I can almost hear people typing to buy this book on Amazon especially like the the um, Anne of Green Gables fans out there Mm -hmm. which by the way I feel like whenever we um, released that episode I, I forget which one it was the very first time you talked about Anne of Green Gables I got so many text messages from people who were like I love your friend Katie. She, I love Anne of Green Gables too. I can't believe she loves it. And I was like, man, once again, missing out. You know what Why text I, I got? I can't <laughs> believe Molly hasn't read Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, one day. One day this year, thing, we will. Because we've been talking
1: about it nonstop. I, I know. I, I think every episode, that's also something we've mentioned every episode, is <laughs> that you haven't read Anne of Green Gables.
0: Let's move on into the main topic of this episode which is everything to do with small world moments. Or or we kind of we kind of opened it up to serendipitous moments mm-hmm. too because I think small world stories I feel like we all have them but we don't always remember it's true when they happen.
1: I feel like we're going to need to do a follow-up episode about small world moments because I want yeah. to jog people's memories. I want to yeah. jog my own memory too. And we had trouble coming up with book examples as well, which yeah. I know there are plenty of books that have small world moments are. in them.
0: Yeah. I bet when we finish recording, I'm going to think of one <laughs> or like I know. I'm going to think of a memory that I have. Oh. I have one pretty
1: good small world moment from my I own hear life. It. Okay. Okay. So this is what happened. Well, first, should we talk about what we think small world moments are? Oh yeah. I mean, sure. Maybe we should back start back with it that. Up. Yeah. Back
0: it up. So, how would you describe a small world moment? I think a small world moment has to. The difference between the two is, a small world moment has something to do with someone from your past or something from your past, like an encounter with someone or something like a circumstance or a person that has to do with your past experience I don't know yeah or serendipitous feels like it was meant to be but maybe your paths have never crossed before yes something like that yeah
1: I think similarly a serendipitous moment feels like a moment that kind of changes the course of your life that feels like it was very providential And a small world moment feels like, it's like something that happens in your life that makes, well, this, this is a circular description, but it makes the world feel small. There's no way in the world it would have happened. I can't
0: believe that everything would, that everything lined up perfectly in this
1: way. So I can give my example of a small world moment. This is like the smallest world moment I've ever, I've ever, that's ever happened to me. It was, it did feel very crazy. So There's a little background to this story. I Growing up, I went to a camp called Cedar Campus in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It was very formative in my life. It was a family camp, which I know not many people go to family camps, but I loved it. It was That's a week-long precious. camp, and I ha- still I have maintained friendships. They've become lifelong friendships for me that wow. are very, very dear to my heart. One time, so I was driving on the interstate in Ohio. I might have been on my way to go... To Cedar Point, which is a big amusement park in Ohio, on the interstate, all of a sudden I heard someone honking next to me, and I look over, and it's my friend Abby, who's also driving on the interstate. She lives in Pennsylvania. It was the strangest, most it was it was crazy. So she's honking and like, hey, Katie, and it took you know how if you see someone out of context, it takes you a second to be like, right. What's going It's on? disorienting. It's disorienting like, and then I, I look over and that I'm person. Like, oh my goodness. That is Abby. What is she doing on the interstate right next to me? <laughs> oh, this is such a good small world story. Yeah. It was it was crazy. So we both pull off at the next rest stop or whatever and hang out for like an hour or two. It was Because you're like, when else
0: are we, when would this ever happen? When would this otherwise? ever happen?
1: Why were you driving in Ohio? She's from Pennsylvania. I'm from Wisconsin. Why were we both in Ohio <laughs> on the same I interstate? How did that happen? It was yeah. very strange. So that's the smallest world that. moment
0: that's ever happened to me. I feel like I've had moments like that where I was driving on the highway and have seen people that I know. Which feels weird enough, but they're people who, like, are in my same city. Right. (laughs) It's not even that weird, but, or small, it's, it's just not as crazy as that. That's pretty Yeah,
1: like, two people who live on, in different parts of the country.
0: Yeah. And it's not even like
1: I was in Pennsylvania or she was in Wisconsin. We were in an entirely
0: different state. Yeah, I'm surprised she, like, saw you and registered that it was you, even. Oh, she's like that, though. Um, can I tell you, I could not think of any small world moments that were worth sharing really, but my sister-in-law Rebecca sent me an email today because I was like, I was asking my family, I was like, do you guys have any small world moments that I can share on the podcast today? And so this is Aaron's sister sent me this email and I'm just going to read it because I think it's fantastic and I think, I think you're really going to like it. Okay. So she said, had a church member that I barely know show up on my doorstep a few weeks ago holding a few recipe cards in her hand that she had found while cleaning out her mother's home after she had passed. Turns out her mother and my great-grandmother Gigi worked together at the Belks Department store in Camden, South Carolina together for years and years. Gigi ran the boys' department for decades and i believe this woman maybe worked in the girls or the baby section anyway the recipe cards were two recipes that my great grandmother had written out for various desserts and shared with her she put together that she was a turbaville and that i used to be a turbaville and that it was a great and that it was my great grandmother so now i have recipes by my great grandmother that were that are probably 40 to 50 years old <gasps> isn't that awesome oh my gosh that's crazy i love that like just Happened to be cleaning out this home after her, after this woman's mother dies and finds these recipe cards, which is such a like, such a sweet thing to find and have. Yes. That are from your great grandmother. I just love that. Oh, I But love then that also too. she, she goes on to say, um, speaking of Belks, you, and she said, you may want to run these details by mom because I'm not feeling confident now as I'm typing them out. So they might be a little fuzzy. She said, I believe both sets of our grandparents met via Belk's department stores. So Aaron has um he he has his grandparents on his dad's side are T mama and t daddy. Oh my gosh, which we've talked about yes, on the podcast. T mama is the one who says sweet. She's sweet boy. 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 Um she doesn't even say it like that. I can't even do it. But I can't anyway. Do
1: it. You can't do it. You're at least <laughs> southern. I can't do it. I sound ridiculous with my northern accent.
0: She sounds... She's so cute when she says it. But so, T-Daddy and T-Mama, which are Gigi, the great-grandmother that we were just talking about. um, uh, (laughs) T-Daddy's
1: mom, right? Is what you're saying? Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her name was Gigi, and she worked at Belk's and had noticed T-Mama in the store and somehow played matchmaker to get them to go out. And then Aaron's other grandparents on his mom's side um papa jack and grandmama oh my gosh. Uh, his family
1: the names know, are just so, so classically
0: southern like i know <laughs> i love it it's so wonderful i know um so rebecca said i believe that grandmama was creating a window display in the large front window of the belks papa jack saw her and knew he had to get to know that girl and they went out and the rest is history oh and then and then rebecca said um Kind of small worlds that both sets of grandparents met via Belk's dis- department store. Yeah. I Actually that sounds that- like
1: more like the second story is like kind of yeah. a serendipitous story. Right. The first story is kind of a is small, world small world. Moment. Yeah. That's
0: so true. Yeah. That's so oh my true gosh. How I they love go that. hand in hand. Yeah. I'm the, like ah, that just love that all
1: story of how they met reminds me of how I met my husband.
0: My husband oh, yeah. and I met
1: at a Barnes and Noble. We were both working
0: there and katie was literally sniffing a book <laughs> like yes. smelling a book when he looked over he he saw me favorite.
1: smelling a book i mean we'd met before this but he saw me smelling a book in the children's department and he <laughs> so Classic. he saw me with my nose in a book and he said that girl's quirky i like her at least he said that in his head and then and that was the sort of the rest is history he was it's like, like the get cutest little meat cute ever <laughs> Gosh,
0: i do kind of love it um one of the serendipitous stories that we got um because the few people who sent us emails, hopefully we'll be able to get to most of them, if not all of them, today. If we don't get them to them all today, we'll have to do a part two episode, I'm thinking. But yeah,
1: I hope um, I hope that we get more stories.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, darn, I guess it's too late to send my awesome small world story. It's not send us an email at no thanks for booked at at the uh, at gmail dot com. Um so one of the emails we got, we we received pictures along with it, which made me really happy. I love And that. we, um, with this person's permission, we will have, th- uh, we will have them included in the show notes on our website. Um, but it's I, Emily. I think it's Emily, is how you say it. I'm not sure. Um, but hers is how she met her husband. We got quite a few of like how I met my husband, and they are definitely more.
1: Um, serendipitous serendipitous
0: than small world but really I love the story she said I went to a small private university and also majored in history which made my classes even smaller than the average at school I met a girl in class and we hit it off one day in class we were discussing Greco-Roman history and someone compared what we were talking about to Marines stationed in Okinawa how niche of a comparison is that? Niche of a comparison is that? So this girl and I looked at each other and thought, that didn't sound quite right. After class, she told me she knows a Marine stationed in Okinawa. How do you say Okinawa. <laughs> Okinawa. And why don't we Skype and ask him about this? So we Skype him, and when his face popped up on the screen, I thought, he's cute. I never thought it would go further than me appreciating appreciating his handsome face. But he added me on Facebook. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. And then the next week happened to be stateside, and he and I Skyped alone. We spent all summer Skyping each Skyping each other for hours at a time. He was finally restationed just five hours away from me, and he drove down to meet me the week he got back. We made it official, and he told me he loved me that week. Fast forward three months, and we were engaged. Holy cow, three months. And we when were engaged- you know, you know. Yeah, at the Marine Corps ball. Fast forward another seven months and we were married, and now we have a baby girl and are extremely happy together. So, this is my favorite part of the whole story. She says, Moral of the story ancient history might just help determine your future. I love that so much. And then she includes the cutest picture of them together. I know. Go check it out. Sweetest. One of the
1: one of my favorites that we got was from our friend Brittany, who has an Instagram account and a YouTube channel that we'll link in the show notes. And Brittany's, I really love it because it feels both serendipitous and like a small world moment. Like it's a story that's kind of both and. So in her story is that in 2005, she was on her way to London for... A ministry position where she would work in a bookshop and coffee shop and her friend was supposed to go to Paris for a, a trip at the same time. And so they they planned on traveling together, but it worked out that Mary's, something was going on with Mary's passport and she couldn't head over to London at the same time as Brittany. So Brittany went over alone and then spent kind of a couple days orienting herself to the city. She didn't think she was going to be able to see her friend Mary before Mary headed over to Paris. So, but one day, on Monday morning when she was supposed to head to her new job for When she was supposed to start her new job, her friend, her new friend named Tom, started was going to show her around the London tube system, so kind of get her familiar with that. So they were on the underground taking trains here and there. Um, They ended up at the Waterloo station and they were going, they got off there and were going to get to another, they were going to switch trains. So as they were going up the escalator to switch lines, They were talking, she and her friend Tom. And when they got to the top of the escalator, she looked up and she saw her friend Mary standing there looking kind of dazed and confused. And Mary had no, she was on her way to, she was on her way to her, to Paris. She was trying to figure out how to get to Paris. I don't know what she was doing on the underground at the time, but that's where she was. But she was also lost. And so, and she just happened to be there as Brittany was going up the escalator they didn't plan to meet there it just was completely happenstance they saw each other they ran to each other in exultation because they didn't think they were going to meet they didn't think they were going to see each other and here they were standing right in front of each other uh in all of all the tube stations in london that they that they could have been at or anywhere in london really that they could have been at that time that's where they ended up and i love at the end of the email Brittany said I will never forget that moment and how freaked out we were by it. It always makes me think of that Bible verse. He knows what you need before you ask. Mary needed directions and I needed a familiar face. And they got both. And it feels serendipitous and like a small world moment because like how did they end up at at that train station together at the same time? But also serendipitous because... Um, Mary was lost and needed help finding finding directions to where she was going and Brittany and her friend Tom showed up at just the right moment to help her find her so way. Perfect. I no, I just love that one so much. I mean that really feels like a pretty crazy small world moment. Yeah.
0: I was hoping that we would get stories like that where people were traveling because I've heard of that happening. When like you're too. in another country and you see I mean it's kind of like you're driving on the Interstate story. Yeah. But yeah. It really ugh, it must just feel crazy to see a familiar face like that i know um so we we actually did receive a bookish small world story that we are very happy about i didn't know if we would actually receive one i know one. i love that we got a bookish one i know and so this is from lorna and i think this is our booktuber friend lorna hopefully and we'll uh if if it is the lorna i'm thinking of we'll include her link in the show notes for her youtube channel Um, So she mentioned her small world bookish story um, in it happened in 2010 when she was studying abroad in Washington state she was spending spring break in Seattle um, and she had read an interview about an author named Danielle Trussoni I don't know I've never heard of this author Um, and it, it was her new book Angelology and so she read this interview in a magazine. She thought it sounded interesting, so she went to um, Borders the next day and just to see if they had the book. But she couldn't remember the title or the author's name, so um, she ended it ended up leaving empty-handed. Came back the next day with the article in hand, and she approached one of the booksellers and said, "You know, do you have this book in stock?" And he, Lorna says, he immediately nodded and smiled enthusiastically saying that they had plenty in stock and all signed as Danielle Trissoni had been in yesterday for a signing of all the bookshops in all the world. And somehow I had completely, I had been completely oblivious. I love that story. I know. I
1: love it because it's a small world moment in that of all the bookshops in all the world, she ended up there to look for this book, but also a missed opportunity because she was there on the day, couldn't remember the book and missed the signing, came back the next day. I mean, it's just hilarious. It's that one really,
0: that one really cracks me up. (laughs) I know. Classic. I know. So we have so many other So many other small world stories that we could mention tonight. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to get to many others, many more in this episode. Maybe we'll do a part two. And if you have any small world stories upon hearing this episode, feel free to send it over to us. We would love to hear them. Also, another thing we kind of,
1: speaking of missed opportunities, we really wanted to be able to talk about some small world moments that we've run across in books, like in the book a small world moment happening and I couldn't think of any even though I know I've read about them so if you have some books that have small world moments in them too because I love reading about it like hearing small world moments usually makes me tingle a little bit I don't know why (laughs) I know that's silly but I love hearing small world moments so
0: I want to hear yours and I want to hear your bookish ones well, it seems it's a special thing. Like, it just doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm reading Where'd You Go, Ber- Bernadette, like I mentioned, and there is a moment, and I'm not going to really say it because I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say um, one of the characters is not on social media or anything, and you kind of get the feeling from the very beginning, this is not, like, very far into the book at all, that um, that she has a past Life, or there's a reason that she's not on social media, and she basically runs into someone on the street who knows of her from this past life, and that's all I'm really gonna say. But it did feel very, very much so like a small world moment, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would have really picked up on it as a small world moment if you had we not been planning, it. yeah, this yeah. episode. So that was kind of a cool thing because I was reading and thought, oh, that that's totally a small world moment and I think we have those kinds of encounters every now and then and it's yeah. interesting but we don't always remember I know
1: I yeah I think yeah. we do even in our own life I think we have small world moments that that happen and they kind of strike us in the moment and then we forget about them the ones yeah. that the ones that I think stick out in your head are ones where it feels very unusual yes. like driving yeah. on the interstate or seeing a friend yeah. that you
0: weren't expecting to see in another country yeah or, or that it's small world and it's a serendipitous moment mm-hmm. at the same time. Those are the ones we remember for yeah. sure. Yeah. So thanks for sticking around and hearing us talk about small world moments. Um, like we said, we'd love to hear your stories, bookish or otherwise. So send us email, emails at nothankswe'rebooked at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our website at nothankswe'rebooked.com. If you're interested in helping to support our podcast, you can hop on over to our Patreon page which is patreon.com slash no thanks were booked. And we have a little bi-monthly book club over there. So yeah, it's a good time. Go check it out. And all of the information that we mentioned in tonight tonight's episode will be um, included in the show notes if there are any links, any books that we've mentioned. So definitely check that out.
1: All right, everyone. That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time,
0: stay booked.